Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones. Joined with Gabby Hyduke. Josh is not here today. He had some conflicts. Missed the boy, but it'll be all right. Gabby, how you doing? Doing well. Just us two today. The um, OGs. Sorry, Josh. Are we the OGs? No. <laughs> I didn't really think we were. Well, we're the... We're just older than Josh. We are older than Josh. Josh is a, a young boy. A young sophomore. We're mature, <laughs> wise juniors. I had a friend. Um, mature, crippled. You know how Josh says he likes to play golf? Or like maybe his roommates like to play golf yeah, or something like that? Yeah, sure. I have a friend who plays golf. And we're. this is just a weird connection that was in my head. But he called himself, or he said his friends called him PGA young boy instead of NBA young that's boy. That's funny. And because Josh is younger than us, that's what I just thought of. But that was just off topic. Um, we are here to talk about something that I didn't think was going to happen this year, personally, after <laughs> the first three weeks of the season. Uh, Gabby might have been right along with me. I don't know. But Illinois' first win in the 2020, se- in the 2020 season as a football team. I, they went to New Jersey to play Rutgers on Saturday, and they came out with a win, 23-20, to as James McCourt hits the last-second uh, field goal. Um, to essentially win in the game. The defense obviously went out there and made that last stop with three seconds left. Um, but yeah, just a game in which we saw the fourth starting quarterback in four weeks and Isaiah Williams, who's back after COVID contact tracing, uh, played, had 192 rushing yards, a quarterback record at Illinois, um, scored one on the ground, uh, Chase Brown had 131, I think the stat is, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just like uh, probably the not the the on the other side of the ball, probably the most complete defensive game we've seen from the Illini defense. We've hundred percent. We've obviously been harping on them after the performances. <laughs> um, rightfully so, though. Yeah, rightfully so. Performances in their first three games, which were really really bad. Um, they brought it together, especially in the second half. So definitely want to give them credit for that. Uh, but Gabby, we were watching the game together. What did you think as you were watching that game? What was different? Um, I think the difference was just an offensive identity. I know you and I have both talked about this a lot, kind of just separate from the podcast and everything. Um, the first three weeks, I think, among the defensive problems, that's the obvious. But on the offensive side, there was just no structure, no identity, no consistency. And when you have talented guys – you can still put up production sometimes. But with Illinois, there was, like you said earlier, there were four different starting quarterbacks. And I think that was that's the problem. When you have no consistency and when there's no form of um, structure, you're not going to be able to get a lot done. So I think the biggest thing that just stood out to me right away was Isaiah Williams establishing that identity. It was clearly going to be the run game. That was clearly going to be the identity. And I think that was what Rod Smith was trying to make the identity in the first couple games, but it wasn't happening. Um, The offensive line obviously was missing Doug Kramer in a couple games. Um, Alex Palczewski actually went down in Mm -hmm. this game, which is a huge loss if he's out for a significant time. Um, But I think the offensive line played a really complete game this weekend. And then – Isaiah is just so dynamic I, as a runner, I would say. Um, I think 
Lovey said a thousand times this in the Saturday press conference and in Monday's press conference, he can make you miss in the open field very well. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing with Isaiah, which is why during the game, I never really knew if they were going to actually pull out the win. A, it's Illinois. So you can never yeah, really can never be too sure of sure a win, but B, Isaiah's passing game isn't yeah. dominant, um, and he knows that. But I think the most important thing was he made throws when they counted. Um, yeah, he made big third down throws. The last drive of the game when Jameson Court hit the winning field goal, he had two 16-yard passes to Casey Washington, and one was a perfect like back shoulder 16-yard pass on third. I think it was third down. Mm-hmm. Um, to put them into McCourt's uh, comfortable range, and Washington was able to get out of bounds right away as yeah, sideline yeah. catch, um, giving them enough time to kick the field goal. So I think while going forward, if Williams was your quarterback, going forward, there needs to be more consistency in the passing game because teams will figure out the run game mm. too easily. He can still put up points in the run game just because he's so good mm. at that area, but the passing game needs to develop a little more, which is why I think Brandon Peters is the safer bet this coming weekend. And that's obviously a topic we can talk about later um, in this episode. But yeah, I, I was, I'll be the first to admit, and I'm okay admitting this, I did not think Isaiah was going to play well. I, you said a lot of things that I wanted to say, right? I've been talking, I've been writing and talking about identity with this offense mm-hmm. uh, since the beginning. Um, since we kind of figured out that Brandon Peters would be out for essentially three weeks, um, what the identity would be. You said it. They found it on Saturday that it was going to be a run-heavy team. I mean, Isaiah Williams only had 104 passing yards. Only five, only four different receivers caught passes. Casey Washington led with, with three receptions, 52 yards. Matter Bebe only had two yards or two rece- receptions and 15 yards. Um, Daniel Barker and Donnie Navarro both had one yard. So we they kind of figured it out, right? But going into your fifth week, you're going to have another identity. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's yourself. If he's healthy, if he's fine, which all indications show that he that he is, Brandon Peters is going to be the starter. He's the senior. He's the one that has... He's the one that gives you the most upside in terms of the passing game, which is obviously what you're going to need to even dream about competing with Ohio State, dream about competing, <laughs> competing with Northwestern. And he um, just straight up won the quarterback battle yeah, his past the, two offseasons. He's the best quarterback. Like, he's the starter for the reason he, he obviously kind of did not show up in that Wisconsin game like everybody thought he Nobody would. showed up. But nobody man. showed up um, except for who, who returned the fumble. Tariq Barnes. Tariq Barnes. Tariq Barnes had a, a great year, so shout out him. But – yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously the most talented. He's going to win the starting job this week, um, unless something crazy happens, which I don't foresee it happening. But Isaiah went in there, and, and he did his job. Like, there are all indications showed that he was going to be the starter, so it's it's something that Rutgers knew was going to happen. Uh, they've, they've seen tape on Isaiah Williams being, you know, a receiver, being a, a wildcat-type quarterback. Um, design run plays, options, really. That's that's really all we've seen from him. That's what we saw a lot on Saturday. So Rutgers knew what was coming. It's not like uh, kind of like the Karan Taylor situation where he was thrown in and nobody really knew what, what to expect with Karan Taylor. Um, so I, I I think Isaiah Williams performed very very well in in that role and he did what he he did what he had to do to win the game, which was which was run. I mean, 
they knew with Isaiah Williams that both teams knew that Illinois was going to have to run a lot, and they did. They had 338 rushing yards. I'm sure is the I don't have I don't have confirmation, but I'm sure that's the most they've had. Oh yeah. Um, in the season so far, uh, they had 59 carries for 338 rushing yards and two touchdowns. One with Mike Epstein, uh, one with Isaiah Williams. Uh, their longest yard, Chase Brown, broke that 39-yard run, mm-hmm. which really was, I think, the turning point in the game um, because the Rutgers' defensive line was actually holding the run uh, for much of the first half uh, and, and stopping the run um, at a decent rate, forcing Illinois into tough situations where they would have to throw and they um, would punt. But, yeah, I think I think the offense did what they had to in the in the second half uh, to, to keep up with Rutgers' offense, but – Man, I gotta, I gotta say, like, I, I owe this defense not an apology because, I mean, I just said what they did. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, they, I didn't expect them. They stepped them, up though. I didn't expect them to do what they did against Rutgers. They had three interceptions in, I think, the last what, 18, 19 minutes of the game. They had two back, two interceptions on back-to-back drives, um, keeping the offense in the game, giving the offense two opportunities to go out there and win the game. Um, and not only we talk about often um, how sometimes turnovers can be tricky because they're really opportunistic and they're really um, they come at different times and it's not always indicative that your defense is really great when they're great at forcing turnovers. Um, but they played good defense in the second half. They they were better on their receivers. Jake Hansen was amazing all over the field. He was in run stoppage. He's um, so good. Yeah, he was really good. He was in run stoppage. He had an interception off tip drill. He had. Almost another interception, the wide receiver was kind of forced mm-hmm. to play DB, slapping it out of his hands. Um, Jake Hansen is by far the best defensive <laughs> player. Um, not by far. Some guys in the Owen Carney Jr., um, yeah. Tariq Barnes are both really good. Roger Perry. Roger Perry. Uh, but Jake Hansen is the best defender on that team. Um, and he, also he just really like showed the, it. Definitely the best leader and communicator. Yeah, I, I think, think so. He's like always... You know, talking to his guys on the line, getting them in positions. Um, it's really... I think it's really fun to watch Jake Hansen. I think he's he seems like kind of one of those natural born leaders. Yeah, um, he's really exciting to watch. But I want to talk about you bring up the interception and interceptions and everything in the second half. I want to talk about the defense in the first half because I think that's the whole reason Illinois remained the game um, at halftime. Nebraska was like doubling Illinois in total yardage. Mm-hmm. I think I I was watching that stat kind of going into halftime and I was like wow like this game should shouldn't be as close as it is I think at halftime Illinois was only down six points six or seven points um yeah six points six points when it seemed like uh not Nebraska sorry uh Rutgers had the ball for a better portion of the first half like you said the offense wasn't getting much consistency in the run game the first Mm. half the defense stepped up. Um, I think they forced Rutgers into a lot of tricky third down situations. They forced a lot of punts. Um, they did their job in the first half. Um, I want to give them credit. I don't want to give them too much credit because they haven't done that all season. Mm-hmm. Um, they stepped up this game, and I think that's huge. And this, I said this last week on the radio show. If they wanted to turn this season around at any point, this had to be the game. And they did it. And the defense stepped up when it mattered. Um, But I think that first half, just forcing those third down situations and then getting the stops on those third down, that is what this defense has struggled with so much. They give up huge plays on the third down when that, you know, third down is supposed to be the lockdown play. You know, you got to make the play. They're giving up huge passes down the field in other games, you know. 
people are breaking tackles, breaking runs. Um, that didn't happen in the first half. And I think that energy when the offense wasn't able to convert on a lot of times really saved the game. And then you see in the second half the defense really pick it up. And you mentioned the whole, you know, just because you have turnovers doesn't mean the defense play actually plays well or is good. I think when it comes to Illinois in this particular defense, I think they're in order for them to play well, they have to create turnovers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we've seen that. That's this whole idea of lobby ball, three turnovers and you win the game. That's kind of their philosophy. Um, and that's a good and bad thing, obviously. We've seen it earlier this year. When they aren't getting those turnovers, the defense just looks lifeless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know where it's supposed to be. They're not tackling. They're missing gaps. They're not in their assignments. They're getting beat. And then you finally get a couple turnovers. It's like, okay, like we're back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was impressed with the defense. Um, I'm not totally sold yet. Mm-hmm. I need to see another big defensive stand this weekend against Nebraska, who is a solid team, but they're not they're not in Ohio State. They're not a Northwestern Indiana right now um, this season. So I think this is another upcoming doable game that I need to see the defense like really lock it down and really play consistently um obviously you hope Milo Eifler is healthy he obviously missed the game um which I guess he had a injury Friday at practice in Rutgers which is really unfortunate um the last play of practice too like that just has to suck but usually lovey says um tells us in press conferences if it's anything major or Mm. season ending we haven't heard that from about milo or alex palcheski so you have to assume things aren't season ending for them um i mean missing alex palcheski next week though would be a huge loss i am worried about that one yeah that's a tough loss obviously because he's one of your leaders on the offensive line Along with Kendrick Green, along with Doug, along with Doug Kramer, um, just a guy you want, somebody that brings consistency, somebody that brings a lot of talent. Um, so it's unfortunate to see. But you brought up Northwest or Nebraska, the game that they're playing on Saturday, um, as another one of those games where they really could win. I think this is the last game um, of the season that they're really in it at at any yeah. point and. I say that very like cautiously because I, they, this could also be a game we saw last year. Nebraska put up a lot of points in the second half and just Illinois wasn't able to keep up. This could also be one of those games where Nebraska just puts a lot of you know points on this Illinois defense. This Illinois defense, while they had a good showing uh, on Saturday, isn't proven by any means. Mm-mm. Doesn't you know? Don't I don't think they you know deserve the recognition of you know they can now go out there and and compete with anybody in the Big no, Ten. No, definitely not. Um, so I mean it is what it is, but Nebraska is also struggling. They're one and two. ESPN matchup predictor gives Nebraska an eighty point one percent chance to win. I think Dang. that's a little high, but I mean that's just ESPN. Um, they're also favored by fifteen and a half points, which I think is just very very. Uh, large that I mean Nebraska's point totals from the from this season they scored 17 against Ohio State 13 against Northwestern and 23 against Penn State last week or 30 against Penn State last week when they beat them for them to score 16 points more than Illinois I give Illinois a chance probably they'll probably score 17 yeah right that means that 
I think they could either score seven, between 17 and, and 24. I think Illinois could score. That means that to beat them by two and a half touchdowns or even three touchdowns um, would mean that they would have you know to put up almost 40-some points. I yeah. don't see Nebraska doing that. But then again, this is the Illinois defense, so anything is possible. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. What are you What are you thinking about this game before Saturday? Um, it's kind of the same as the Rutgers game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance. I think this is another one of the games left um, that I thought after going zero and three that this could possibly be a win for Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nebraska doesn't give up a ton of points. Right. And that's the thing, is their defense is pretty, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Match that with Illinois' consistency problems on offense, I don't feel confident that Illinois can put up the necessary points to combat Nebraska's offensive production. Um it's kind of shaky right now who is even going to be the quarterback for Nebraska. Obviously, last year, Adrian Martinez came in, torched the defense right. um, at Memorial Stadium, got a comeback victory. That was just a horrible game, horrible game to be a part of. Um, but now you have Luke McCaffrey. Uh, Luke McCaffrey in here. Scott Frost benched Martinez last week, put McCaffrey in, who is the brother of Christian McCaffrey. Brother or cousin? I think it's brother, actually. So, great bloodlines in the family. Um, So, you know he's going to be a good athlete. Um, He had one touchdown pass uh, last week. I think he had 228 yards, maybe. Uh, 196, possibly. Um, So, I don't know. I think... I don't. I'm not confident in this mm-hmm. Illinois defense. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not confident in them preparing for either quarterback because I think Adrian Martinez has better legs, and I think um, he was kind of able to just really hurt Illinois defense in every mm-hmm. facet of the game. Um, I also think you don't know too much about Luke McCaffrey yet, so you don't necessarily know what you're getting you obviously have last week's game where he beat a struggling penn state and a normal year beating penn state would be crazy yeah this year penn state is now zero and four um so you're not really sure what that win means Mm -hmm. but that's also the case with illinois Rutgers has played well but they're still Rutgers right now they haven't made any huge jumps so you're not really sure what illinois win means did both of these teams last week just win because they kind of got a kicking the butt from new quarterbacks, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. sometimes just bringing in that new quarterback for one game kind of just jumpstarts the offense, and then you go and play a second game. Kind of what we saw with Cron Taylor, I guess. Um, You know, that Purdue game, he gave him a chance to win. Right. Cron Taylor did, and then Minnesota, he just looked really bad. Um, So I think it's kind of a case of, A, what quarterback are you going to see for both teams this week? Um, And B, if you – are seeing a backup for either team, does that offense continue what it built last week? So I think I think right now I'd favor Nebraska mm-hmm. just because I don't know if Illinois' defense can get it done against either quarterback, in my opinion, especially if these quarterbacks are going to try and beat you through the air. This Illinois secondary is still pretty improving. They gave up 
a number of big plays last week as well. Right. Uh, tackling looked better and, you know, filling the gaps, the holes looked better. But at the end of the day, I don't trust the secondary mm-hmm. still. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a game where you hope that Illinois can pull out and find a way to win, but you don't expect it. I don't think I've expected Illinois to win at all this season. Maybe if I mean when they play Purdue, but then an hour before the game, they said everybody and their mom mama was basically injured, uh, or injured or out with COVID or contact tracing. Um, so then I lost confidence really really quickly. Uh, so yeah. I, it, it, it is what it is. I think Luke McCaffrey, who I did check, is the brother of Christian McCaffrey. And he had 152 yards last week. My bad. I was looking at something different. He had 152 yeah. and one touchdown pass with a 62% uh, completion rate. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's tough to go in there and expect Illinois to win. I think we also we also don't really know what Brandon Peters is going to look like. Correct. I mean, for for one, the last time we saw him, he was awful. Yeah. Uh, and for two, he's been out for three weeks. You don't really – that three weeks of – two weeks of not practicing, and then, you know, he obviously he's practiced this week. He's, he's um, in in the practice, getting snaps, everything. Um, so finally getting back into it. But you're coming in against, you know, your receiving core has played four games now, right? Most of your line has played four games now. Both your running backs has, have played four games now, and you're kind of just jumping right into it uh, because you didn't even really have a complete game against you know Wisconsin. So, look, it's going to be tough for everybody, but if this can be – if we see a fresh Brandon Peters instead of a rusty Brandon Peters, it could be a good game for the offense, right? And then you're really going to need your defense to be like, look, we sucked the first three games. Yeah. We were, we're we picking were, it up We were now. good in the fourth game. Like, let's show them that we're still good in the fifth game. Let's see what we can do. Um, but yeah, this is this is a line at football halfway through the season. We still don't know what we're gonna get. So many question marks. Ho- like hopefully that'll if we have a second game of consistency from the defense, if we have a game from Brandon Peters where he looks, you know, what like at least what he looked like last year, you'd hope that. Um, and where the receivers finally get going. There hasn't been a game except for the Cron Taylor game where the receivers actually like really get going. Uh we we might be able to see a win, but I'm not expecting that. I I don't think there's anything that could show me that that I should expect a win. No. Um. Other than I don't know, maybe grit and determination. But if they win this, <laughs> okay. they'll be above they'll be above Nebraska, uh, in the Big Ten West. So you, you moving on up. Last place right now in the Big Ten in, is on the line. They're, they're in last place. <laughs> Minnesota is also one and three, but Minnesota obviously beat Illinois, so they get yeah. the tiebreaker. But, yeah, that's really what we have for Illinois football. That's really all you can say. I'm not excited for the week after that, Ohio State. Um, I have a couple hypotheticals for you before we move on. Okay. Talking about the quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Lovey has naturally not offered us any insight. Of course. You assume Brandon Peters is getting the start. Yeah. Um, How, first, how often do you – do we see Isaiah just come in for design run plays? Okay. And B, if Brandon Peters comes out and plays like he did against Wisconsin, how long does Lovey let that happen mm. before Isaiah goes in? Because mm. I've been really thinking about these two today. Because I think right, Isaiah right, right. proved to you, and Lovey's been hyping Isaiah up for yeah. a while now. 
I wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying what Lovey was selling me. I'm sick of Lovey selling me good things and me buying it. So I said no to the Isaiah one, except I was wrong. Um, so he clearly has confidence in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Isaiah proved himself to everybody last week. Right. So there's confidence, and I think there's knowing that you could potentially win with Isaiah. Mm-hmm. How far into a game... If Brandon Peters comes out just bad, how far do we get till we see Isaiah like at quarterback? Well, it's an interesting thing. One, because the first question you have, right? Let's tackle that first. I think we do see Isaiah Williams um, in some sort of design QB runs. We saw it against Wisconsin. Um, He was very, very electric and, and dominant on the run against Rutgers. I think you have to put him in, in in some situations, you have to at least give him that option you could line him up in the slot, as we mm-hmm. saw earlier or late in the year last year, um, to just add that extra playmaker, maybe get him on a screen, see what he can do in the open field. But your question in terms of if Brandon Peters just goes out there and sucks, how far until we see Isaiah Williams? I think we even got a little bit of an answer to that in Wisconsin when that's true. They let I mean they 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 let Isaiah Williams have a couple of of, of series and then brought in Brandon Peters for a fourth down obviously throw the ball because they didn't want Isaiah Williams throwing the ball but if this if Brandon Peters goes out there and it just just is not good and is not you know it's it's not it's Illinois is win, is not winning because it's Brandon Peters fault I think you could easily see Isaiah Williams out there right I think that this is a this is now you're looking at a team which a lot of people Inside Illinois' fan base thought that they could be a 4-4 four and four team playing for a fifth win in that last game. Um, people outside of Illinois rightfully thought that they were going to be bad. They are bad. Um, but a lot still rides on this season, right? Yeah. Co- Lovey's job. Lovey's job might ride on this season, right? Um, the future of this program rides on this season. We saw... What, Trevor Moffitt is that the the linebacker that just decommitted mm-hmm. um, from Illinois? Obviously, he didn't say it's because they are bad this year, but you have to assume <laughs> that that didn't help. Um, yeah, a lot rides on that. You have to think that people, if they win one game or two games this season, are going to want to transfer, don't want to play here. Uh, you have to think that they're going to lose recruits. It'll make recruiting at the very least harder, uh, trying to get people to uh, to to declare to um, commit. A lot rides on this season, right? And Lovey is going to go out fighting. He's not going to, you know. Yeah, I think he's going to start to get ruthless He's going to get ruthless. He's going to try to play the hand. This that... is his money on the line. <laughs> like, No, exactly. I mean, so if if Brandon Peters goes out there and is just bad, I could easily see Isaiah Williams starting the second half, right? Yeah, um, I was thinking even earlier. like Maybe earlier. I guess it just depends on it, the type of situation. That's a, I don't know how short Lovey's leash is for Brandon. I think it'll be a, a half. He hasn't played okay. in, I think he, ha- he hasn't played in three Yeah, weeks, I guess you have to give right? him He's the benefit of the doubt. To practice. Um, he's still, like, I th- you'd have to assume he's still getting, you know, that rep um, and that, that uh, memorization with, with and the connection with the receivers and the running backs and everything like that. So I think the leash has to be moderately long. But if Brandon Peters is, is throwing them out of the game, I why not start the second half with Isaiah Williams, who just won Big Ten Freshman of the Week, right? Why That's not true. Why not just go out there and see what you can do? And if it doesn't work, look, it doesn't work. But if Brandon Peters wasn't going to win you the game, why don't you go out there with Isaiah Williams, who showed you last week that he's the only quarterback on Illinois' roster that has won a game. Um, sure. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. I think that – 
could lead to a very interesting press conference afterward. <laughs> you know how Levy dodges. Which I love. Dodges questions and always loves to turn stuff back on reporters, which you have to respect for a coach. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why not throw Isaiah Williams in there. Brandon Peters is struggling. I mean. Let's do it. I want a messy press conference. <laughs> I want Lovey to chaos. yell at me. No, I feel like that'd be well because I I might cry. I'd probably cry. I grew up watching him on the Bears sidelines. Like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but I'd, I'd still cry because I'm sensitive. Okay, I'm sorry. But- <laughs> <laughs> Sharing a lot today. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it would be it would be a fun press conference. I'd sit in there. I might not ask any questions, but it would also be a fun grades for me. Everyone to, would just to write. be like silent. Kent's like anybody got questions? Everyone's like. Shout out, Kim. So Brown. Isaiah, <laughs> Love's no, I mean, like no. <laughs> He's like we're not answering. Somebody would definitely ask is Isaiah the the, the rest of, for the rest of the season. He'd say he wouldn't answer. Well, say, we have, have to see. We have to look at the film. We'd have to look. That's oh, that's the best line. Well, Love we have to favorite. go back and look at the film. Well, let's look at the film. I can't. I can't make that decision yet. I can't. You tell have you. to respect it. You guys know I, mean, I can't he, tell you yet. He protects his players. He he. No, I respect it. He, I I have the, I have a lot of respect for Lovey. I yeah, do. He's cool. Um, but he, he, his job's riding on this season, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions. So yeah, he so. better get ruthless out there. He better he better find a way to win next week. I think because you're you don't have many games left that you can win. I mean, exactly. Ohio State's a big L. Yeah. No matter you could put. You could put thirty on them, which Illinois hasn't done all season, and still lose by twenty easily. Hundred percent, and then the way I mean, maybe Iowa, maybe because I was a little inconsistent. The way Northwestern's playing, no, heck no. Yeah, you're not heck being Northwestern. No. So three years in a row, right? When you think about it, the, yeah, tough, tough. When you think about it, this is kind of a must-win game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is a must-win game because there's no other game you look at and you're like, all right, how how do we win this game, right? And then your next win you're going to have to start thinking is whoever you're matched up with with the Big Ten East, whether that be, you know, Rutgers, whether that be Penn State, which I don't even want that Penn State smoke, even if they go unwin- or even if they go winless. Um, even if they go winless this season, I don't want the Penn State smoke. No. You might never to catch Michigan State. I'd be way more comfortable with Michigan State. Um, Penn State will always terrify me. Yeah. But then, Although, remember our freshman year when we were, like, beating them? Yeah. Illinois was beating them yeah, in, like, the back. first half. Yeah, and then Penn State came back. Well, yeah, and won by a lot. But that yeah. was still thrilling. That was cool. That was cool. Freshman year. A.J. Bush. A.J. Bush. He had the record... Record uh, quarterback rushing was yards. Was 180-something? I think... How many did Isaiah have this week? 192. I Or A.J.'s was, like, 182 or something. Mm-hmm. 186, maybe. He uh, did that against Nebraska. Yeah. That's wild. You know who who was um who's the backup quarterback that transferred? MJ Rivers. MJ Rivers. I'm I wanted to see him. I liked MJ Rivers actually because he was one, he came in so for those who never taken a gene class, uh, our (laughs) freshman year we took journalism one ninety nine, which is where Gabby and I met. Um, and we, the, the whole thing of that is that one week you get to cover a, a football game, an Illini football game. It's usually a non-conference one, uh, one that doesn't have a lot of stakes. That year it was what? We went to the Western Illinois? It was Illinois versus Western? Yeah. And A.J. Bush had gotten injured early? Maybe. I don't really... Really early in the game, and M.J. Rivers, who was a true freshman um, from Texas, came in 
and won them the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody really expected him to. Won them the game. And you're thinking, oh, man, he's kind of good. Like, and mm-hmm. he's a true freshman. Yeah. Um, decided to transfer and then decide. For m- mental health issues, For I mental think. health issues. I don't think he's played football since. I don't um, think so. But, yeah, it's a tough situation. I really did like MJ Rivers. I like talking to him. I think he was in one of my classes freshman year, actually. He was. I remember you telling me that. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to him. I hope he's doing well. I hope he is um, doing well. I still follow him on Twitter. Really? I think so. But That's Steve's. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, man, reminiscent. I'm, what, I'm trying to think of any other game. Freshman year football was wild. It was wild. We were, were so, bad. we were so naive. Yeah. To think that we would just always be fans. Here we are. Wins? Was it three win season? Because they two won. Three. They won the first two games. They lost against USL or USF. USF, not USL. USF, and they won one Big Ten game. I think. Yeah. So it's three and nine. Maybe I'd have to look at the records. I don't know. That was freshman year was a blur, and then last year. Was freshman year six. was a blur. <laughs> I don't really remember much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so then it was sophomore year, and now we're here. But yeah, I think this is a game in Nebraska that is the last win before maybe facing off against an equally bad opponent in that last ninth game of the season, um, whoever that may be. So yeah, give me Isaiah Williams. You know what I'm excited for? Huh? Scott Frost jokes. Those are my favorite. <laughs> are they? Yeah. <laughs> Those are your favorite types of jokes? <laughs> That's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just look forward to them. Right. I mean, they're cool. I mean, let's check the weather for Saturday. It's, it's going to be 47. Oh, so Lincoln. it's not even going to be that cold. So the jokes really aren't going to be that good. Yeah. But I understand what you mean. I'm not a huge... It was really cold last year. Yeah. Or it got cold at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I was on the field for doing like tweets and stuff for the DI. Yeah, I definitely didn't go That was year. the game. I have a Snapchat memory. I was in heels. The... Stupid sophomore I was, stupid sophomore alliteration. Um, I decided to wear like little heels, little cute heels. Right, right. I was there for like six hours standing. Mm. I could not feel my feet after. Um, oh so, yeah, because you were on the sideline yeah, all game last year. I'm su- so I'm super happy to be in the comfort of my own home back in Joliet, Illinois mm-hmm. this week. Um, sitting on my couch, probably eating something my mom made for me. Yeah. Um, instead of standing, shaking in heels. Um, so th- I'm very excited for that. That's probably the thing I'm most excited for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and also excited for your grades if Isaiah comes in. Yeah, I'd love to go in there and grade Isaiah because that was fun last week. Um, but that's going to be all for us in today's episode. Uh, obviously look forward to the next episode when we're going to be deep diving. Hopefully we have a schedule for the Big Ten basketball season. Illinois only has six games scheduled that NTE and then Baylor, uh, Duke, and Mizzou. So three games you hope they handle really well to start off the season and three games you'll see what Illinois is made of. Can't wait to talk about that. So hopefully sometime next week we have that uh, schedule to talk about. But, yeah, and then we're going to hit you guys with this Illinois-Nebraska game, whatever happens in that. But I'm excited. It's, it's a good time. You know, sports are sports. Illinois sports are coming back. Coming so back. I'm excited. And NBA draft is tomorrow night, so let's see who the Bulls pick. But for me, for Gabby, it's been Daily Alliance.